from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week we're going to talk about why celebrity reinventions can help you to reinvent yourself this year. I need some of that in my life. And for those of you who feel like you might be living in an alternate reality right now, we'll be talking about some happier flights of fancy. We'll also be checking in with one young thug Mm. and some shenanigans he's been pulling. And then the shenanigans his music video director pulled back. Hello. Speaking of clapbacks, Serena Williams had an amazing one. (laughs) We're going to need to unpack that. We're also going to have to unpack some dark feelings about Chelsea Handler and things she said recently. So we got a lot to work on. Mm -hmm. Jamidra, take it away. Well, guys, as you know, we are still in January. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that you still have like your New Year, New Me glow on right now. Yeah. Is that it? It's so far from it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not feeling all energized? I, I feel like I need an exfoliation for the soul. Maybe the apricot scrub. That's, I usually turn to the apricot That's scrub during need. these times. Scent Ives for so the brain. We, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to exfoliate all this and wipe it all clean. Other exfoliating scrubs are available. Exactly. Yeah. So with the new year Mm -hmm. and the new us, I started thinking about transitions because we all got goals right now, right? Some people are heavy Mm -hmm. into their self-help books. Yeah, They're all about, they got your gym membership. They're transforming. (laughs) You know, all of us are out here thinking we're going to be, you know, better versions of ourselves this time next year. And so I started to think a little bit about celebrities who have done that. And I decided that today... We are going to use them as inspiration. Ooh. Yes. Okay, to look forward. Learn by example. To know that we can persevere no matter how difficult. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Hope is not dead. Okay. Despite every sign that it is. Okay, it is not. (laughs) Signs of life still exist. And we will start with one Mandy Moore. So listen. Yes. I got to thinking about this because I have been all about this show, This Is Us. I don't know if you guys have watched it. I've lately. heard a lot about it, but I've never watched it. It's pretty good. So all I'm saying is, hop in the DeLorean with me. Okay. I'd love to. Because I don't know if Molly, you guys... we got to go back. <laughs> that was my to Christopher Lloyd impression. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys remember one Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when she, The original Mandy Moore. I mean, the pop singer Mandy Moore. So we're not talking about Ryan Adams era Mandy Moore. Mm, we're talking about Candy Mandy Moore. Candy Mandy. We're talking mm-hmm. about Lime Green Volkswagen Bug <gasps> yes. Mandy see, Moore. See, you with me. You're with me yes. eye to eye here. Pop princess. Pop princess. So Mandy may not have been a star here, but apparently she was like big in Australia. Like that was her thing. Really? Yeah. Like she was like Australia loves her. So I don't maybe here we're like, okay, Mandy was like, mm, and they're, they're quite like, big in the UK as well. Was she? We'll take what? anything. To okay. Can I just correct something that was said here? Okay. Mm-hmm. Pop princess. More like pop lady in waiting. Oh. When you say. Always the bridesmaid, never the pop princess. Yeah, because. Even if it's not Britney, then it would be Christina. And if it's not her, then it would be Jessica Simpson mm-hmm. around Ooh, that time. Geez. Mandy was a well, distant that's what fourth. it was. That's I feel what like we was. just dropped off the cliff there with Jessica Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Like you could, There was no shine for anybody when Britney was out. Christina had the voice. Britney had the dance moves and like the package. Mandy didn't have a chance. Poor Jessica Mandy. had the shorts. Okay. <laughs> but fast forward to what? What are we like? 10, 20 years later? I don't want to call her out. <laughs> don't count but, it. But, you know, we're, 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 we're pretty far out there. Yeah. 
She's got Golden Globe nominations. Yeah. She's really? out here doing her thing. She was nominated for a Golden Globe for her role on This Is Us. I didn't know. Well done, Mandy. Right? Cool. So I'm just saying, you can always turn it around. No matter how many Britneys <laughs> or Christinas there are out there, you can always turn it around. Yes, Mandy. Okay. Oh, I feel so suddenly warm and glowy. Exactly. So doesn't that make you feel better? Doesn't it make you feel like you can do anything? If Mandy can go from that B-list pop career. Mm-hmm. No, well, I don't even know if that was B. What was that? <laughs> that was more B like C-. minus. very charitable. <laughs> she can go from that career to where she is now. We have hope. Mandy Moore, Samantha Mumba, 2020. <gasps> Samantha Mumba. Oh, yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah. Let's bring That's it someone back. who did not reinvent themselves. <laughs> Wasn't she in that remake of The Time Machine yeah. with Guy Pearce? I was excited. I was like, she's going to be a movie star. And then uh-uh. she was not. Well, I mean, maybe this is her year. Maybe. Maybe she's maybe. listening to this There's podcast right now. Shout out, Samantha. I know she's listening. <laughs> I hear you, girl. This will be the inspiration. And next year, she's going to be up for a Golden Globe. I just had the, like, the vision of Samantha Mumba like, hearing her name on the podcast and rearing her head up off the pillow where there's like a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> and her hair's all stuck That was the face. inspiration she needed. And she's like, hold my beer. Okay. Let me uh, deal with these people. I got this. <laughs> so with that said, I'm going to go on. And we're going to talk about a few celebrities who were able to flip it. Yes. Ooh. And I'm going to see if you guys can guess who I'm talking about. Okay. Ooh, a, a quiz, if you will. Yeah, a quiz, if you will. Only there are no A, B, or C, so you got to be, you got to <laughs> know what's up. Here we go. This celebrity saw mild success, I mean lukewarm success, <laughs> as an R&B singer. Hand hot. Mm-hmm. R&B singer in sort of like the late 2000s, then came back and reinvented herself as an acrobatic pop dancing star. Oh. Pink? Yes. <laughs> Wait, how did you get that from acrobatics? Because she does That's that like thing. Lyra thing. Eh? She's like in a mm-hmm. hula hoop up in the sky and like always doing weird. Wait, is this the same paint with an exclamation point? Yeah. Yes, name? with the exclamation point. So Ooh. when she came out the first time, she didn't have the exclamation point, but she did have pink hair, yeah. like fuchsia hair. Uh-huh. And if you listen to her songs back then, you remember There You oh, Go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's have a little mm. listen, a little, little taste. There you go, looking pitiful, just because I let you go. There you go. So she was very into hip hop culture, mm-hmm. and now she she's like, I'm all about anthems that you hate. Exactly. <laughs> but she talked about being on LaFace records at that time. She was on LaFace with L.A. Reid and Babyface and all that. Who else is on LaFace? TLC. TLC. Oh. So when you listen to her album, it sounds a lot like fan mail. Yes. Oh. Which was mm-hmm. my jam for like three years <laughs> yeah. straight. She's so talked good. about it in past interviews about, and in, even in her song, I think it misunderstood. She talked about like them wanting her to be a certain way. And then she came back the second time around. When you listen to the album, Misunderstood, totally different. It's much more her. She's like, I've literally been misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you got to take your hat off to people who stay in the same genre. And they're like, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to do this. And you will accept it. You shall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said that. And we accept it. Do yeah. we, though? <laughs> <laughs> some of us, I'd like to amend that statement, and some of us have accepted. Yeah, I don't need to be the crab scuttling from behind my little Or the rock, lobster. But the, or the lobster. Sebastian, tell us, who are you? <laughs> Jury's still out on that one. <laughs> it's a lobster! Even though while listening back to that episode, our last episode, what, the where, little mermaid where one? there was a debate over whether Sebastian is a lobster or a crab, in one of the sound clips that I played, Triton says, and you're just the crab to do it. Mm. So someone wasn't paying attention, Carly. Go to the yeah. back of the class. <laughs> Next blind item. This person started off as a journalist 
Okay. Then quickly became disenchanted after interning with CBS News. Oh, me too. Decided to go into public relations, opened her own firm, and is now one of the most well-known filmmakers. Ava? Yeah. Two for two. Ava DuVernay. Oh, oh, Emmanuel, <laughs> you are on fire wow. today. Yeah. Yeah. On fire. Totally. Yeah, she wanted to be a journalist. And she stepped one foot in CBS Newsroom and she was like, you know what? No. Not here Not for so this. much. Not here for Ava it. Ava DuVernay, friend of KQED, obviously. Yes. She visited us recently. Yes. I touched her hand and I'm still sort of like glowing from it. She did not like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> touched her hand and begged her to come on the she show. She didn't follow people into the bathroom. invitation seriously. is still open. It's pending. Pending. It's been seen. All right. Now, I know you got this one, Carly, so I'm going to just put it out there. Ooh. Don't, 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 don't jump in. So I'll let Carly Which first. old British fart <laughs> did this? Oh, I know. <laughs> this actress started off playing a dark character on a popular TV show. Okay. She starred in a few films, one which was named after a sugary food substance, and she's since gone on to found a multi-billion dollar empire. God, I don't know. So she used to be in something that was sweet. Mm-hmm. She played a dark character. She was sweet and she was dark. And now she has a multi And now she's just balling. Oh, it's Jessica Alba. Yes. My favorite. Yeah, she was Dark Angel. You remember when she was Dark Angel? Yeah, I remember she was Dark Angel. She was Dark Angel. Then she was Honey. That's where she you was remember Honey. honey. I that do was, remember Honey. That was interesting. Wait, mm-hmm. have I told you about my love for Jessica Alba? No. Do but, tell. How, how do you know that I would get that? I don't know. Oh. I was just—I was like, I know you got this one because Emmanuel got the last two, and you will not oh, let him oh, show you okay. up. I see. I will see your two. Sin City, though. <laughs> just saying. Brittany Murphy's in that. Mm. Oh, all right. Bring it down, why don't you? <laughs> R.I.P. I'm like people die sometimes, guys. <laughs> pour out a little. I'm a pour out a little tea for that one. Oh. Mm. She had a great. Actually, she did turn it around. She had a amazing dance song. Oh, really? That I still bop to. Shall we listen? We yeah. shall listen. No idea. I don't oh, think I ever heard this song. It's good, right? It's good. Yeah. Now I'm just having vibes of her in uh, Eight Mile. Oh, she was in right? that. But I cannot think about Eight Mile without thinking about uh, Mackay Pfeiffer's dreadlocks. That was <laughs> that, that dreadlock wig still haunts me to this day. Moment mm-hmm. in history. It's not a good look. Okay, so this former government employee, oh. though discouraged, Barack after- Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, too real. Oh, my chest just hurt as I said that. He done left us. Not him. But another former government employee, though discouraged after losing out on a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, went on to write a screenplay that is arguably one of the most important films of our time. Wow. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. It's quite vague. Yeah. (laughs) Really? I'm glad you said it. Government employee... Who lost out on an opportunity of a lifetime? Wrote a screenplay that went on. Oh, to are be there a- clues, right? Because this is a blind item. So, Lifetime mm-hmm. was he in a Lifetime movie? I hope not. <laughs> we, if, he, if he was, we'd be on a. You're like, it's not that damn funny. Come on. Oh, come on, just tell us. Al Gore. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was thinking of like 
a fictional movie, no. not yeah. Inconvenient Truth. Inconvenient yeah. Truth. He's yeah. credited as writing the screenplay for Inconvenient Truth. I got to meet him once, and I almost fainted. Oh, yeah. he's pretty tall and big. He's a former football player, so he's just like. Yeah. Wait, aren't you also obsessed with Malcolm Gladwell? I am obsessed with Malcolm Gladwell, and I have a thing for David Gergen, which is surprising to some people. <laughs> I don't know We've him. We've talked about this before. He is was once, I don't know if he still is, a CNN analyst. He's a political analyst, uh-huh. and he's very smart. Oh. And I have a thing for smart guys. That's so you need. all you can say about him. <laughs> Big old brain. Because I Googled him plus beach. <laughs> Not a good look. <laughs> you got to do Google name plus yacht. Exactly. Right. Plus yacht. Okay. Shout out to David Gergen. So this funny man, known for his regular appearance on a late night comedy series, went on to win a seat in the U.S. Senate. Al Franken. Yes. Oh. Yeah, see, you can go from Saturday Night Live to the Senate. I'm just saying anything is possible. He did a lot in those confirmation hearings, just I, like letting people have he it. He has been letting people have it. So, you know, just because you're funny does not mean you can't take people there. Clearly yeah. not. Okay. All right. This Hollywood megastar spent 15 years working as a carpenter before he Harrison was... Harrison Ford! Ah! She knows it. Listen, I got several favorite carpenters, <laughs> all right? Number one, Harrison Ford. Number two, Karen. Number three, Jesus. <laughs> I knew he was going to be out of the wow. list. Top three carpenters. Karen. I love that. <laughs> so she got that one. Let's see if you, got, you can get this one. Before declaring himself the next great genius of our time. Kanye? Kanye. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he used to fold t-shirts at The Gap. So, but we oh, all really? know this. Wow. He, on the college dropout, he has a song called Spaceships, which is like one of my favorite songs. It's about like going to a job that you hate every single day. So, quote from the song, quote. Spaceships on the quote college he. dropout. <laughs> quote he. Because he is one of the great geniuses of our time, I shall read it as Shakespeare. Mm. Let's go back. Back to the gap. Look at my check wasn't no scratch. So if I stole, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, I stole. Never got caught. Wow. And scene. Exit. The curtain. Stage left. The velvet curtains have closed. So I'm going to just end on this note right here. This refined... American writer and actor is perhaps best known for his ability to coax curse words from the famous, once admitted... James Limpton. ...to being a pimp. What? Oh! James Limpton, host of Inside the Actor's Studio, told Parade.com that he had a whole bordello of women in Paris in the 1950s. Wait, wasn't he, like, ridiculously young or something? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yep, yep. I pimped him out. He gave it Jesus. up. Jesus. To move back to America and pursue his career in acting or his dream of becoming an actor. But back then, he was basically super fly. So listen, you never know. I'm unimpressed. I don't think <laughs> pimping is a career that any, I'm any just saying, gentleman should I'm aspire not saying, to. But listen, the point is, you can go from one spectrum to another. You really can. So I'm saying it could go really well in 2017. Yeah. Or it can go in the other direction. Don't de-invent this year. Reinvent. Yeah. So I hope these transitions... Reinventions have served as some inspiration for your 2017. Are you inspired? I am. I will go forth and become my best self. Exactly. For five seconds, I was happy. (laughs) (laughs) Only when we were talking about Mandy Moore. (laughs) Everything else was a dark time. Right, folks, there's no denying recent events have us feeling like we're living in some kind of 
alternate reality, mm. you could say. Mm. Yeah. I keep hearing people mention the Twilight Zone a lot. I'm there. Yes. That they yeah. feel like perhaps America in 2017 is a, a very long episode of the Twilight Zone. It will not end. It will, it will not. not. Whatever your political affiliations, it is undeniably jarring that a celebrity, a reality TV star with zero political experience, this is just a fact, Mm -hmm. and a history of saying and doing objectively shocking things. Mm -hmm. It's a surprise that this person beat out the opposing candidate with years of proven experience in office and is now president of the United States. This is just an objective fact. A surprise is an understatement. Yeah. I got to thinking, if we're going to talk about alternate realities, why not imagine some lovely ones that actually make us really happy? Cool. So... I wanted to ask you whether you guys ever go down some flights of fancy, because I know I do. Mm. Jamidra, I know that right now you are unable to watch The Man in the High Castle. I'm not watching it. I refuse. (laughs) Just for the listener, this is the Amazon series that imagines the alternate reality of what would have happened if America was ruled by fascists. Imagine. It now is a documentary. Because it's all... I present to you then Iman in the High Castle. Ooh. As in David Bowie's. As in David Bowie's yeah. wife. Oh. Oh, is she R. president? Well, basically, I like to imagine a bittersweet alternate reality in which David Bowie did not pass away in January 2016. Oh. And the fabric of the universe stayed intact, guys, because he was holding it together. I do subscribe to that theory. I believe both he and Prince took all the glory with them. They were like, you know what? I'm going now. This Let me, I'm going to take that back. I mm-hmm. think that Bowie was the glue. And had he been around to guide us, he'd also have been able to save Prince. Yeah. Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman. Campaigned successfully against Brexit. Done something uh. about Syria. Stopped <laughs> climate change. And saved Harambe. Uh. Wow. And yes, I'm basically pushing this theory because I thought of the Iman in the High Castle line <laughs> first and just worked backwards. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah, pretty much. David so, Bowie is kind of like the kind of person at a party who leaves before it gets stale. Mm. And then once they're gone, you're like, oh, now oh, this is lame and I have I to guess. leave too. It was all to about him. So then everyone started dying. Like Prince was like, Mm-mm, mm. not not this, not like this. I'm just going to leave now. Yes. Yeah. That's David. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Don't hate me, Iman. Speaking of Brexit, back in the mists of time on one of our podcasts of your, I laid out my theory that oh, yeah. one TV host's philandering ways led to the popularise of the politician Boris Johnson, who basically made Brexit happen. However, on an even grander scale, I'd like to take you for another alternate reality all the way back to 2005. Oh. What were you guys doing in 2005? My hair was straight, and I used to wear like fluffy Uggs to school oh. every day, <laughs> and off-the-shoulder sweatshirts. Of course, you did. Yeah. Did you wear Juicy Couture? Oh, I hated Juicy. Oh. I wanted nothing written on my butt because I felt I was just—it's a weird thing. Don't tell me you used to have fluffy Uggs and then be like, "Ugh, Juicy." Yeah, I was like fluffy Uggs, but the Juicy Couture on the no. butt is like too far. And then I went on a horrible date. That's what I did in two thousand five. <laughs> oh, your memory is fantastic! Oh. Wow. I was getting really drunk in London where I was living because the age requirement there is 18. It is. So or I, lower. I was, Depends just what you want, yeah. really. Yeah. And I was just um, taking it there. I went to Fabric and fabric. Ministry of Sound. All those clubs. All those Hello. clubs. Yes. And Everyone I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you mentioned London because what was also happening in 2005, my home country, we've got a few mm. television channels. Yeah. And one of them had a new show called The Apprentice. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So 
our version of The Apprentice was way slower, far more boring. <laughs> nothing happened. I mean, I love it, but nothing happens in it compared to the US one. And it was headed up by a businessman who's quite famous in the UK called Sir Alan Sugar who Ooh. is basically famous for inventing the email phone and then not doing anything with it. Can I ask one clarifying yeah, question? Can, yeah. What was the catchphrase, like, we invite you to leave the show now? Because you guys are so polite. It, it was, was like, you're fired in America there. It was, it like, was still you're fired, you but America. it's really curmudgeonly you're fired. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to do it, but he must. So my alternate reality is, what if our version hadn't been so madly boring? What if it had, had someone, like, madly charismatic, not the guy who invented the email phone? who had then captured the hearts not only of the British viewing public, but of the American mm. viewing public. What I'm saying is, imagine if the UK apprentice had supplanted the US apprentice. Oh, imagine and then eclipsed us and then nobody would have cared about the Donald? To the extent that the Donald made barely a blip on mm. the cultural horizon. And he would have never feuded with Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. All of that would not have happened, and Rosie would be a happier person. If David Bowie had been on The UK (laughs) Apprentice. Oh, okay, I see where this is going now. You're fired. I still can't do that. (laughs) You're fired. Now let's get dressed up in a (laughs) costume. That would have been great. It's just one, it's another flight of fancy. My last flight of fancy is that the film Mr. and Mrs. Smith went with the original casting, not. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, but Nicole Kidman and Johnny Depp. What? And I'll tell you why. Because this means that Brangelina would never have happened. Leaving not only Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston intact, do with that what you will, but it would have left Angelina Jolie a lot more time to do her United Nations thing, Mm. enter politics, and (gasps) successfully run for US president in 2016. Wow. All these alternate realities. They all feature us getting a female president. <laughs> this is like sliding glass doors. It is. Mm. It is. I will slide right through that door. That Please is, do. That is somewhere I want to be. Get on the tube with me. <laughs> so, guys, those are my flights of fancy. Wow. Mm. They're, to quote Michelle Williams, the white Michelle Williams, <laughs> they're some of my favorite places to go. Oh, Not the one who fell on 106 in Park. No. <laughs> And if you want to know what that quote's about, go back and listen to every episode of The Cooler. Mm. Where we're sad about Heath Ledger. Yes. And Michelle Williams. Uh, Guys, do you you ever just lie in bed sometimes and think, what could it be? I think that with Aaliyah. I'm like, what if? What if she didn't get on that plane with that cokehead pilot? And what if there was less luggage on it? Mm -hmm. And what if... They didn't finish the music video early. Yeah. Oh. God. And then a lot of people say, well, Beyonce wouldn't have been a thing because Aaliyah would have filled that space. Mm-hmm. I think there's room for everyone. I would just like to have heard what Aaliyah's lemonade would sound like. Mm. And rumor has it, she was effing around with Jay-Z as well. Oh. Yes. So she would have her own story to tell based on the same scrub. Ooh. Yeah, I called him a scrub because I'm still mad. A butterfly yeah, flaps its just, wings. You're so, you're so just because Beyonce forgave him it. doesn't mean doesn't I have mean to. Doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. So that's my big what if. Also, I mean, so typical of me. What if Ginger didn't do the worst thing ever and leave oh. in the middle of a successful tour? Like, they only had two albums. We could have had three. I know they would have broken up after the third mm-hmm. one. Could have had it all. But, yeah. But what I would say is that would not have left the door open for Victoria Beckham to reinvent herself. Hey. Very mediocre true. callback to Demetrius segment. <laughs> very, very mediocre pop star into some like wildly successful woman that I still don't understand. 
She is so famous that she's like untouchable. At pencil skirts. That's all they are. pencil skirts. Honestly, I don't get it. If someone gets the rise of Victoria Beckham, just let me know. Just tweet me at Teacup in the Bay. I'm not mad. I just want to know. Jamidra, where do Man. you go at night? I got many, <laughs> Mentally, many, many. not physically. She's like, I go to James Lipton. <laughs> Bordello. All day. All day. Oh. I think, what if... Whitney never met Bobby. Oh, oh, God, my chest just hurt then. That is a good one. Like, what if she never met Bobby? What if her and Kevin Costner got together? Because, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just saying, I don't know if you've ever seen Bodyguard. Yeah, Have you seen Bodyguard? Yeah. Apparently, Kevin Costner had a little thing for Whitney back in the day. Really? But mm-hmm. she said, nope, nope, nope. She said, no, nope, and she got with Bobby. So, like, what if Bobby wasn't a factor? Oh, God. And her and Kevin got Kevin together. Kevin Costner. I mean, I think we know she would have maybe done more movie roles. She uh-huh. also would be alive. Oh, yes. I don't think it's too far to say that he introduced her to drugs. No. And he was her Blakefield. It wasn't a good. She was the Winehouse. Yeah. Even with, you know, everything that happened and, and the drug use and everything like that, it contributed also to sort of like her voice. Like she had one of the greatest exactly. voices ever. Yeah. So it, it, even when she was alive, it contributed to her voice not being what it used to be. Mm. So what if her voice just stayed what it was like? Can you think of how many, like, disposable pop stars we wouldn't have even been introduced to? She would have just been like, no, boo. You can, you can have a seat. I'm still here. I'm still here. I got that. Thanks. <laughs> Who? Guys. Well. Yeah. Sorry. I thought that was a bit of a downer, that one. Sorry. God. I, like, I thought it would be fun. What if fun. all these dead people were alive? Great. So what if we... So yeah, basically. God, do we have a positive sorry. one to end on? What if... Oh. What My if... well is dry. What if the email was never invented? Thus, Ooh. a whole election wouldn't be about those damn emails. Those oh. damn emails. Oh. So you're then, talking about, you, you're living in pre-AOL yes. times. Okay. What if AOL never existed? Well, mm. actually, I don't want to go that far because mm. I had some good times on AOL. AOL, cha- AOL chat boy. What <laughs> I'm telling you. Here's what I'll room. say. <laughs> Email was a thing for us when we were younger, but then Y2K actually came true <gasps> and took it away. The bug. Thus, oh free elections, no yes. hacking. Rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if <laughs> the BlackBerry won out over the iPhone yes. in tech wars? Wow. Would we be as obsessed? Would Facebook be a thing? I think that our thumbs would be even more developed than they already are. Because you really mm-hmm. don't have to push on our mm-hmm. keys. Or we it? would just have arthritis. That's true. Yeah. That's Although true. I think in one of my fingers there is. It's already. Yeah. 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 What if Steve Jobs hadn't gone back to Apple, <gasps> led to the invention of the iPhone? We'd all be much happier. We'd be outside, we'd fresh air. Smelling like freshly baked pies on windowsills of our neighbors. Yeah. Talking to people in real we'd time. We'd be stronger, we'd be more... This, sorry, this is a, a downer one again. Yesterday again. I was on the train and I was just noticing how everybody's head was tilted yeah. down staring at their phone. And yeah. I was like, ah. Honestly, our necks are going to do crazy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just going to be like circles at, in like <laughs> 30 <laughs> years, just rolling. What if uh-huh. MySpace won the MySpace Facebook war? Here's what would happen. A lot of friendships would be destroyed because you had Top to eight. rank them. And I took it very seriously. I'm Did like, you, really? you understand that you're my number three. Like these other two people I've known for a lot longer and we're closer and you just have to deal with that. And sorry, boo, you're number eight. Sorry, boo, you're number 10. You're not even on it. Yeah. You know, where's Tom? Speaking of where are they now? He's counting his money. I thought Tom was my friend, but you ain't checked in in a while. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> where are you? You don't call. You don't write. Mm-mm-mm. You don't. Poke. Oh, that's Facebook. Okay, so in short, in yeah. summary, mm-hmm. 
modern life is rubbish. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Things could have been better. Great. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys, Hi. young thug yes. is a person. Okay, I'm done with already. You guys <laughs> walk out. So he wanted to have a music video for his song Wyclef Jean. Well, 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 well. His, the song yes. is called Wyclef Jean. Oh, I have yes. heard grumblings the and impact. I have not delved deeply. So, so uh, here's what you need to know. Oh, gosh. His label gave $100,000 to make a music video. Mm-hmm. Young Thug records some of his thoughts of what he wants this video to be. Can you hear my blink, listeners? Because I'm just, I can't stop blinking. <laughs> I can hear this, like, dry, raspy yes. sound. <laughs> so he sends it to the director, Ryan Stack. Mm. And he says that he wants women in luxury cars, but the kitty version. So, you know, those, like, kitty Cadillacs and kitty Corvettes that kids ride So already in. this is going. And he wants, quote, hoes. And quote bitches in those vehicles. Oh, good Ho- lord! Hoes and bitches in kitty cars. Yes. So already you, you're going off track. But then they roll up to a police car with police in it, but the police are children. And then these qu- quote hoes attack the car and destroy it with bats. With the children inside. The kids go outside, and then there's glass from the windshield raining on them. On the children? Yes. This sounds like a feverish cheese dream. <laughs> I'm trying to figure thug. out what the name of this song is and how it relates to the concept for this video. Well, it's called Why Clef Jean. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with this treatment. Oy. So Ryan Stake, this director, is ready to make this video. So he's getting the little vehicles, he's getting the hose, beating up the car, the little children, and all that stuff. Young Thug was supposed to be in some of these shots, but he was late, and he just keeps hearing he'll be here later. So he's getting on this B-roll, and Young Thug finally arrives at the end of the night. Like, mm. it's already done. Like, so he can't be in the video. Daylight. It's done. It's done. He rolls up in his car, but then refuses to get out because his Instagram was hacked and he needed to deal with that. And then he just drives off and never gets out of the car. <laughs> so what is a director to do with that? He uploads <laughs> He uploads a music video and it starts with a black screen with text on it and says, Hi, this is Ryan Stake. I, quote, co-directed this video with Young Thug, but we never met each other. And then he plays clips of Young Thug's requests for all of these things and shows the B-roll of that he shot. And then he's like, and two months later, he sent me this video of himself in front of a private jet eating Cheetos. And he wants to insert that footage yes. into the video? Oh, and then the director my. writes, I wish it was my idea for him to eat Cheetos, but that was all him. <laughs> and then you just go through the whole thing and it's just like captions on top of B-roll of him like <laughs> reading Young Thug to film. Oh my gosh. And then at the very end, he says... Maybe the moral of the story is that none of this matters. The video cost over $100,000 and the artist never showed up, but you're still watching even though the song just ended. So I guess the video actually worked. The end. Wow. It is hilarious. I encourage everyone listening oh, to go man. watch. Okay. And the song's okay, too. I don't like all these cars. I want kids in the adult car. Juxtaposition. Yeah. So it's time for, you know what time it is. It's that, it's that time again. Peak and pit of the week. <laughs> we need a theme song here. Oh, that was just it. Wow. Hello. Sorry to <laughs> do <laughs> not. Okay, well, next week, you guys got to come with him. It Did was you not peak, hear my bugle? The peak. The peak <laughs> of the week. We're the peak. <laughs>
，拉配，拉配，拉配，拉配，哎哎哎。Do you like how I'm like the shy kid at the party? It's like I'm just gonna do the clapping <laughs> in the background. So the pit of the week is.、Uh-oh. I'll just read you the headline.、The- Says it all.、Oh, okay. This is an article by Amber Thomas, and the headline is: Women only said 27 percent of the words in 2016's、oh. biggest movies. I mean,、oh, we, we think、still. we think we're getting somewhere. It's like, oh well, we had an all-female Ghostbusters, and like, there's a girl on the Star Wars poster for Rogue One, and I saw a woman on the street the other day. Well, she seemed to be doing fine. <clears throat> she's not fine. She's, wonder, she's not for a variety of reasons. I wonder if animals talked more than women in movies.、Oh. I'm glad you mentioned that. The closest to equality was Finding Dory. No, I knew you was、oh. going. <laughs> I knew you was going to say it. Finding Dory. Comes out on top with fifty three percent female dialogue,、mm-hmm. but seventy six percent of that dialogue came from only Dory alone. It's not like there's a bunch of females in that movie.、Yeah. A bunch of female fish talking to each other about、mm-hmm. a subject other than male fish.、Mm-hmm. Yep, you're gonna have to take that Bechdel test somewhere else because、mm-hmm. it's not being passed. The only other movie in 2016 which had a female character who had the majority of the dialogue, Zootopia. Also,、uh, knew it.、Yeah. AKA the most woke movie of 2016,、mm-hmm. I believe our review I saw said. Both of oh those. yeah, yes, it was woke. Alongside Britney Spears' Crossroads, <laughs> which is the most woke movie of 2001 or two, I forget. So yeah, it's pretty bleak, and we think we've reached a place with like, oh, we have a Wonder Woman movie, we have Hidden Figures, AKA Hidden Fences, mm-hmm. Hidden Fences, Hidden Fences, Hidden fences Hidden, yeah. yeah, which I think is the first multi-female-led movie to be. Number one at the box office for consecutive weeks. Oh yeah. So we are getting somewhere, but very slowly. And、uh, women might be in the movie, but they're not talking、mm-hmm. as much as the men. Amber Thomas, who wrote this article, ends it with, "We can do better." And I agree. We can. we can and we must. Yeah, and if we don't, we deserve the pit of the week. We do. There you go. We'll all be in the pit. Another pit of the week. Oh, another. Yeah. Well, well dark times. Says the season.、Hmm. Dame Chelsea Handler. <laughs> <laughs> Has cracked the code of why Donald Trump was elected. Oh, oh do tell us. Quote she. <laughs> I blame the Kardashians、oh. personally. The beginning of the end was the Kardashians. The way these people have blown up and don't go away—it's surreal. Everyone is for sale. This is a person who produced a show called Pretty Wild on E, the same network that the Kardashian show plays on. And this show profited off of and enabled these girls who were part of the bling ring and who had crazy drug habits during the filming of the show. So for her to school anyone about reality TV being the you know she produced that show. Yes,、yeah. oh. reality TV maybe played a part, but as we know, it was a perfect storm. There was Russia, social media, fake news, the FBI, all kinds of things. Yeah, normalization yeah. of crazy I behavior. I think a few more things、uh, as well. Yeah. You, I just, I got heart palpitations when you started saying all this.、Stuff. Yes.、Oh. So don't hate the players. Hate the game. They are profiting from what our culture has become, but they didn't invent it. And also, people like Chelsea Handler are benefiting from the same culture. In the same interview, she says, "I like Megyn Kelly. She's badass." Oh, I'm just going to give you some blurbs of things Megyn Kelly has said, and you tell me if you like her or not. Do I have to listen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. So ridiculous! Yet another person claiming it's racist to have a white Santa. 
you know. And by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white. But this person is just arguing that that maybe we should we should also have a black Santa. But, you know, Santa is what he is. And just so you know, we're just debating this because someone wrote about it. Kids. Jesus was a white man, too. But, you, you know, it's like. We have, he was a historical figure. I mean, that's a verifiable fact, as is Santa. I just want right. the kids watching to know that. Uh, Girl! Wait, that's Megyn Kelly. Mm-hmm. First of all, did you really put Jesus and Santa in the same category? That's <laughs> yeah. number one. Number two, did you really just say, what, like, that Jesus is white and so is Santa? First of all, Santa is not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we really talking uh, about? I here? think he's a very real white oh person. Oh, my God. There's more. Oh, God, no. What is the evidence that the what happened to Eric Garner... And what happened to Michael Brown has anything to do with race. Look, he was going to give her a warning, for heaven's sakes. It's just a good policy. Just even, even if you know the cop is in the wrong, comply and complain later. You hear the girl in the video saying, call my mother, please. Call my mother because she understands what's getting ready, what could possibly happen Listen, to her. The, the girl it's was sad. no saint either. He had told her to leave and she continued to linger. They don't want, quote, unequal neighborhoods unequal neighborhoods they it, they think too many com- communities are too white too privileged with too big mcmansions too many big mcmansions and they they want to diversify the communities whether the communities want it or not thoughts I got, you know I'm, what i have plenty of them but none that i can say on the show <laughs> so i'm just gonna sip my tea so to recap let me just according to chelsea handler the kardashians are the problem tea. but Quote, I like Megyn Kelly. She's a badass. But Megyn's cool. So all I have to say is something Sinead O'Connor said once. Fight the real enemy. Okay. (laughs) And then you're ripping up a little picture of Chelsea Handler. Exactly. Lovely. Yes. There she go. There goes white Santa. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think about your white Jesus. (laughs) Peak of the week goes to one Miss Serena Williams. Hi, Serena. Oh, my God. Come on. So Serena is at the Australian Open. She just had won a match. Mm -hmm. And she's in that press room where they're asking you questions. Obviously, it should be like, we bow down to you. You won again. Instead, this guy is trying to call her out for not being as good as he thought she should be. Uh Uh-oh. After she won? Oh, yes. (laughs) Okay. So I'll let you listen to this. And listen to how she demands respect Mm -hmm. and something else. Congrats on the win, but um, looked a little bit of a, of a scrappy performance. A few, few more unforced errors, therefore a couple more double faults. Oh, I think that's a very negative thing to say. Are you serious? Okay. Well, you should have been out there. That was that wasn't very kind. I sh- you should apologize. Do you want to apologize? I just did. Sorry. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> boom. And that's how you do it. Boom. That is how you do it. And you know where she gets that from? Have you ever seen that interview of her father checking a reporter when she was a kid? No. Oh, no. Is it very much like that? It's very much like that. So basically, she was being interviewed, and she said that she was confident. And the reporter asked her over and over again what made what made her believe she was confident. And she explained it, and he kept asking her. And her daddy came out the wings. <laughs> <laughs> Passed the lights and told that man, don't you ever question my daughter. She said she's confident and that's all you need to know. And it was so when just watch the video and then you will know why she's got the clap back in her jeans. The clap back is is glorious. I like that there was the there was the pause and she's like, do you want to apologize? (laughs) You can take this time to do that. It's like when you were naughty as a kid and your mom was like, is there something you'd like to say to Auntie Mabel? (laughs) Exactly. Translation, this is what we're not going to do. <laughs> but I love the, the subtle clapback. She was like, oh, that wasn't, mm. 
That wasn't very kind. That was very negative. It was very negative. Do you want to edit that statement? (laughs) Great. Glad you think so. So we outro with a song every week. This week it is by a band called Pillar Point out of Seattle. And it's a song called Dove. It's not exactly new. It's like 11 months old. But the video is what got me into the song. It features a woman named Kia LaBeja from the House of LaBeja, voguing house in New York. And Kia was born with HIV and co-founded an artist collective called Hashtag Gen AIDS. And it's supposed to foster understanding about HIV and AIDS with younger generations that isn't about just fear and death (laughs) and being like, look, you can do things and succeed and it doesn't define you. And so in this music video, she's voguing all throughout Columbia. Oh, I've seen this video. I love this video. I haven't. Tell me more. It's glorious. She's duck walking by Mm -hmm. colonial houses. She's doing the most. And in like supermarkets, (laughs) obviously the locals didn't know what was going on. So you could just see people in the background like, who is this? (laughs) And what is she doing? And she's just serving She's fabulous. So definitely go check out that music video. For now, we'll just listen to the song because it's an audio podcast. Yes. Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. And thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jimitra Says. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. Bye. Bye.